the National Treasury Employees Union isn't quite ready to turn the page on issues that kept it busy over the last few years. Leadership there thinks there's too much to do to recover from those 2018 Trump administration workforce executive orders, even once the Biden administration repeals them. Plus, the pandemic has created new priorities and refocused old ones for the union. For more on the big union's priorities, Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco spoke to the NTEU president, Tony Reardon. As you might imagine, what uh, we came up with this year is around the issue of fair pay, certainly workplace rights, which has been uh, kind of omnipresent over the last four years, to protect federal employee benefits, adequate agency funding, which of course extends into being able to provide adequate staffing to agencies. And we actually had two new issues this year, and I think they are exactly on target. One is to expand telework, and something else that, when you think about it, will not surprise you, and that is around the issue of COVID-19 and the health and safety protocols related to the pandemic. So, you know, they they talked about making telework that has proven very successful during the pandemic, making that permanent. It involves, of course, when we're talking about COVID health and safety protocols, that involves specifics like vaccines and PPE and flexible scheduling and those sorts of things. And something else that we are going to continue to pursue is to expand paid parental leave into uh, paid family leave, which, as you know, is something that NTU has been pursuing for about 20 years. Right, right. I want to ask you a little bit more about the, the telework piece that you mentioned, because honestly, that's kind of our question as well is, okay, it seems like telework has been, you know, working for the most part at most agencies. Where do we go from here? Is this something that the federal government as a whole might embrace as just a more flexible policy in the future? So I wonder how you might, as a union, advance that. Is that within individual conversations at agencies? Is it a broader effort? Well, I I think, you know, as we often do, we approach things kind of from a uh, multi-pronged perspective. I think there is certainly uh, legislation that, you know, could be um, pursued. But the other opportunity, and I think probably one that is maybe most available to us or most in our control, is at the bargaining table. And we have uh, contracts coming open all the time, and we will continue to pursue that. But one of the things that I think is so important is that, you know, up to the time that the pandemic began, I think there was widespread concern among agencies about whether or not this could really work. I think both from a technology perspective, but also from a, hey, if we don't see you working, we're not sure you are working kind of perspective. And I think, you know, many agencies, and I'll use the IRS as a good example, they've had pilots going for a number of years that we've worked with them on. And one thing has proven abundantly true, and that is that telework has been extraordinarily successful at the IRS. So the technology works, that's been proven. And I think that most IRS managers must conclude that it is uh, something that is working in terms of employees being productive. So, you know, I think we will continue. I think what, what most agencies will see when we're negotiating with them over a new term agreement, for example, we will be pursuing telework pretty heavily.
Yeah, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the IRS, specifically to the point that you just made that, you know, from your end of things, employees are productive, things are working relatively well. What about the employees that the members that you may have working in person at the office? How has that been going recently here during the pandemic? Well, as you might imagine, the employees who are required to be in the workplace, they have a lot of concern. They have a lot of concern just as I think many of us do across the country. They don't want to uh, catch COVID-19. So we've worked a lot with the IRS. And so I'll, I'll, I'll quickly take you back to the beginning of the pandemic. You know, I think I and some of the other folks at NTEU saw very early on that this was going to be a major problem. And so I, I communicated with uh, Commissioner Reddick, and fortunately, he was very willing to sit down. And ultimately, what we worked out was the IRS creating a COVID-19 team, NTEU created a COVID-19 team. And initially, both teams worked together every single day during the week and talked about all of the issues that were coming fast and furious, right? Because nobody was, was expecting or prepared for a pandemic. And so we were able to work through collectively a lot of issues. And we still have those meetings. Now they're only one day a week. You know, calls happen and, and communication happens daily. But in terms of a formal meeting, those only happen once a week. But we're still able to work together to come up with solutions for all of the issues that confront the agency. And so I think, you know, we will continue to work with the agency and you know, I think they've done a pretty good job. I'm, I'm very pleased that they care about, you know, the health of employees. But, you know, we do have some issues, and certainly we communicate these to the IRS, where maybe in some cases folks aren't wearing uh, masks, that the social distancing isn't necessarily being observed the way that it should be. We're asking the IRS to do some other things, though, too, to, to make sure that they provide vaccines to employees who are required to be in the workplace. We're asking them to do testing and and some of those kinds of things to improve their screening of employees that are going into, into work. Because, you know, invariably you end up with folks who don't have a lot of leave and their only choice, candidly, and certainly in their minds, is that either I go to work and get paid whether I feel well or not, or I stay home and I don't get paid and I can't put food on the table for my family. And that creates a pretty difficult thing. So, you know, we've asked for the IRS to be especially sensitive to providing uh, flexibilities, for example, scheduling flexibilities to help employees in that regard. Has the IRS committed to helping employees get vaccinated? They have not committed to that at least as I understand it, I've not personally been involved in this particular part of the uh, conversation, but they certainly are aware of our push to make that happen. In fact, I will be talking to a group of uh, IRS managers later this afternoon, and I will be uh, mentioning that again as well. You know, we have several agencies where employees are required to be on site not the least of which is IRS and, of course, our Customs and Border Protection employees. And and so this issue of getting vaccines out to employees who are face-to-face with either taxpayers or the traveling public or whoever, 
it is essential in my mind that the federal government should be taking care of their employees and providing vaccines for those who uh, have that face-to-face contact. Tony Reardon, national president of the National Treasury Employees Union, speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. In part two of their interview tomorrow, Reardon discusses how the recent Taxpayer First Act plan from the IRS might benefit the agency's employees. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.